1: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: All right. Welcome to another episode of Running the Break. I'm your host, CJ Toledano. Of course, always with my co-host, Alex Wong. Alex, very special episode. The Christmas episode. Now... How are you feeling about that? Christmas is here. We're I mean that's kind of like I know All-Star break is is um, you know, an important midway, but it feels like Christmas is sometimes when the season really begins.
3: Yeah, we you yeah, know, I feel like I feel like we I feel like a lot of NBA fans, you know, for people who who follow, you know, diehards like us, you know, obviously the the NBA news cycle never stops, but for for the for the more casual fans, I've always said Christmas Day is really the unofficial start, right? This is when The NBA has their full day, full slate of games. And they're always featuring teams like the Lakers, whether they're good or bad or terrible. Um, You know, this is basically the Lakers episode, guys. There's going to be a lot of Lakers talk. Um, But but yeah, like I, I think it's super cool. And I think, you know, I wanted to ask you too. this being our Christmas themed episode. Like, I know you're a dad now. You know, I know your life, you know, there's been changes in your life, but what is your what is your schedule like on Christmas Day in terms of making sure you get to catch the games?
2: Well, you know, there there used to be a thing where um cuz there's there's all there's games all day, right? And so I living on the West Coast, I actually didn't get a chance or, or just was not like awake in time for the first game. So having a kid now and having this like routine where I'm usually up by five 30, no matter what, actually this might be the Christmas where I see the early game, which is usually the Knicks. So actually shout out to my son, Conrad. He's going (laughs) to, he's, he's giving me the gift of getting to see what is it? Sixers Knicks, um, at 9 a.m. Uh, pacific time here on the west coast. So, I mean, I'm going to try to watch as many games. And honestly, with my team not being, you know, I, I, they're they're not the best, right? And so like I'm going to I'm going to watch all these games and like just let the storylines happen. Usually, I feel like there's such concrete storylines going into, you know, Christmas games, and now it's just the league is almost so all over the place that I'm excited by uh so many teams, so many players and so many other storylines that I think I'm just going to watch as much as I can pop in and out when things are, are um, you know, slower or whatever. But, you know, it's just that that's Christmas to me, just basketball the whole day. What about you? Outline what, what, what you're going to do on Christmas.
3: Yeah, I, I think it's the same for me. You know, usually, you know, I'll spend time with with my family. But, you know, I feel like we'll, <laughs> we'll spend a lot of that time during the day just just with the TV on. And, yeah. and, you know, I, I, you know, you mentioned the Knicks and it's funny cause like, that's literally just what I remember about every Christmas. It's like, you get up, you know, you do, you do your family stuff and then the Knicks are just always on TV, you know, it's always yeah. the Knicks, but I think you make a really good point too, in terms of, uh, you know, I think about, I think, I think a lot of teams sometimes will complain that their teams are not being featured on the Christmas day schedule. Um, but I'm looking at the lineup, you know, you got the Sixers and the Knicks, Lakers, Mm -hmm. Mavs, Bucks, Celtics, Grizzlies, Warriors, Suns, Nuggets, like anybody tuning in is going to see so many of these stars that that are just across the league now, right? Like from Nikola Jokic to Luka Dodgers to, 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 to Giannis, like to Joel Embiid to Jason Tatum. Uh, so I'm thinking about like the younger younger generation too, because I think a lot of times the NBA is trying to market to the younger demographic, get them hooked mm-hmm. to the game. There's no better there's no better day than Christmas, but I, I gotta admit, man, sometimes I need a little break. So usually the 5 p.m. Eastern game is the one that. I probably skip out on because I just I just need a break. I probably just go pick up Chinese food or something during that. That
2: that kind that might be the best game on the schedule. I mean, it's all (laughs) opinion, but that might be the best game. And also, too, and we I mean, this is exactly why we have this podcast. But the 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 sneaker and like kick game is insane on Christmas. So we're gonna go through our favorite you know Christmas kicks. But just like I'm excited to see what everyone's gonna pull out this year.
3: Yeah, for sure, man. And and I think that's another thing. Like, it actually brings me back to when, you know, NBA on NBC, like you remember on the weekends, they'd have like the double headers and triple headers. Like, I used to get excited for those all the time. And part mm-hmm. of the appeal was to see what the guys were wearing too, right? And I think now because of social media, because of league fits, because of the tunnel, you, you, you were exposed to that, like on a day-to-day basis, right? Like you don't yeah. need to wait for like the marquee game. But that's why I get excited about Christmas too. Because I know a lot of these guys and obviously the brands behind them put a lot of thought into what's going to be yep. on feet because they know it's going to be a huge audience. So, I know I'm definitely excited, man. So let's, let's take a break. When we come back, let's, let's dive right into our favorite Christmas-themed sneakers on this special Christmas episode of
0: Running the Break. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know.
1: For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co/pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com/promos.
3: Welcome back to Running the Break. CJ, I know this is your Super Bowl right here, this topic. <laughs> um, I might just put my mic on mute for you. Um, no. You know, I want to talk about our favorite Christmas theme. I- I'm going to just say Christmas theme shoes because I feel like originally yeah. I had labeled this as favorite Christmas theme basketball sneakers, but I feel like we're not doing the whole Christmas theme shoe economy justice if-, if we just keep it to basketball but i feel like this conversation has to start with the kobe 6 grinches which you, have to. you know if if you ask me this topic like that's the first sneaker i think of
2: it's um i mean in every way it's loud and attention getting and uh, honestly in the last few years it's become probably one of the most popular basketball sneakers i, I think the kobe 6s are one of my favorite models uh, in general and then just the i think after this shoe so many shoes were like green and sort of that volt colorway is is a staple colorway you know like we've seen so many other models not just the kobe so kobe rocking the grinches and also too like the mama mentality and his persona of like you know he's like the villain you you root for the grinches were such a perfect christmas shoe um and and you look at it and even if you don't know anything about about kobe or um or the Grinchy it just screams Christmas shoe and so this is this is also one of my favorite shoes of all time but the Kobe 6 Grinches just holds like such a special place in my heart and, and as a sneakerhead and basketball fan so we had to kick this thing off by by mentioning those
3: No for sure man I think if you're building just like a, a, a sneaker hall of fame like this sneaker has to be in there you know you mentioned like the Volt colorway and I think with the red laces too you know, you know, forget about, you know, everything that you talked about, which which was which all valid, which with the themes and stuff. Like, just aesthetically, it's a very nice-looking shoe.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, let's, let's just move on to the LeBron 10 Christmases. Um, for anyone, you know, this isn't a visual podcast, but, I mean, oh, if you see the cut-downs, you might see a picture of this. But look at the LeBron 10 Christmases. Now, this is, again, such a—I I don't know if— christmas colorways or like what the sneaker brands think but i love this one this is an all red and this is foam posit with hints of like a glow-in-the-dark green and again you see these being worn and i, I think it was perfect that you know he was on the heat like they kind of went with the uniform but the green is such a and this is during the time when when the the i think sneaker dress code like you had to wear colors that were pretty similar to your uniform and so when you saw green on these sneakers with the heat uniform it really took you off guard and it really stood out so i love the lebron 10 christmases i actually wore these to my reception of my wedding um because this is also again one of my favorite sneakers what do you what do you think about the lebron 10s
3: no i I love it man you know you know to me like this this is like to me this is like everything you want in in a christmas basketball sneaker and like i low-key kind of like i don't know i feel like when people talk about the lebrons they don't put the they don't put the lebron 10s in there no and i kind of i don't know like now i think i feel like at the time i might have been hating on that model but but now that i'm looking at this shoe uh, i might i might gotta say the lebron 10s are kind of slept on man and and then like you know This is moving off the Christmas theme, but like I'm thinking about the LeBrons. Like, I remember back during this phase, like, I love all the what the LeBrons. Like, I know we Mm -hmm. talked recently to to Timothy Goodman on the show, and you know, just had me thinking about just like sneakers from like an artistic or like a, a design, you know, process. And you know the the, what the lebrons like they're they're probably some of the most loudest kind of designs and you know it goes back to are you able to get a fit off but uh, i don't know like those i've always loved like i always love the shoes that are like super loud even though i sometimes have to recognize that it's like it might not be for me
2: yeah uh, two very like sneakerhead details that i notice is one, we look at phases of LeBron's and, you know, at first it started Zoom Generations, just, you know, kind of classic leather. Um, and then LeBron, and I don't know if they really say this, but like kind of, took over not took over, but like the foam, like became kind of a foam posit sneaker, which really spoke well to his game. It was, you know, very, very much power and durable. Um and so it, it really lent to some incredible colorways from like uh, again, another pr- one of my favorite sneakers is the LeBron Fours. Um and like the gold ones and I'm trying to think of the other ones, but like when the tents came out like this is a perfect shoe. For loud colorways like this and then the other kind of detail that i wanted to point out is the reverse swoosh now mm-hmm. one of the most popular you know sneakers right now are travis scott ones and how everyone's like whoa the swoosh is backwards and it's like you go back these came out in 2012 the lebron tens and the most prominent sort of you know logo on here is that nike swoosh and it's technically reverse. so for all you kids out there who are listening to the pod one, thank you for indulging in a a couple of old dudes, you know, trying to flex on uh, some history, but like shout out to LeBron line for, for throwing that reverse swoosh on there
3: yeah and since we're on the topic of lebron's too like i want to shout out the the new lebron 20s you know they, they mm-hmm. they're releasing a christmas seeker too and and you know it's you know if i were to compare you know visually you know these are kind of like the the grinches oh yeah in, in a way right from a colorway standpoint and and I, I you know i keep hyping up the lebron 20s and i, and I keep begging cj to you know hit his contacts <laughs> up so i can get plugged up for christmas but like uh, the lebron 20s to me like i really feel like you know it's it's kind of like revitalized the line and i don't know like when you're talking about just now the different kind of eras and generations of like lebron sneakers i'm really curious where they're going to go now from the Le- Le- lebron 20 cuz i feel like they really struck the chord this time of not only a sneaker that can be an on-court performance shoe but but for me i think i think this, the silhouette and the design of the 20 is perfect as a lifestyle shoe
2: yeah, can I, I just, I'm obsessed with these LeBron 20, and I don't, the the green, this, are they Grinches? Are they, or Chris's, whatever their, their nickname, these are, I've I just been looking at them, and I've been waiting for a release date, but I'm obsessed with them. Like, if you look them up, everybody, you type in LeBron 20 Christmas, and you can see the details on these are insane. So it's, like, mostly green, obviously with the red swoosh and hint, but, like, the... Sort of pattern design on them are like leaves and like holly. It's like some of the LeBron or some of the Christmas kicks in the last few years have been really subtle. Like we've had KDs in the past that when they weren't red and white, they were like blue and like red, and they were calling them Christmas sweaters and whatever. I love that Nike kind of went again, like very much Grinch inspired. I feel like and just went no, Christmas is red and green, um, and and are giving us exactly that. And so I've been wondering. I was like, when are these dropping? And I remember a couple of years ago, the LeBron, I want to say 16 or 17s They had a Christmas colorway. they were all red. LeBron didn't wear them in the game. Um, and I was always mad about that, but like they dropped a day after Christmas. And so I was like, what? No, you got to drop these before Christmas. And so I'm hoping these kind of just like quick strike drop before Christmas. Cause I want to rock these like on Christmas day.
3: Yeah, no, no, these are awesome, man. Um, and you know, a couple of like we mentioned, we didn't want to keep it to just basketball sneakers. Yeah, like I wanted to shout out the the Concepts uh, collab, the ugly sweater. Mm -hmm. sb dunks which i believe have been released twice uh, i think in like the past decade yeah um now this is just a very loud shoe like picture you know your ugliest christmas sweater but you know on a dunk um is is really the best way that i can describe it first of all cj you know are you are you pro or against uh christmas ugly sweaters
2: um, I'm p- very pro. I'm pro them outside of the holiday season. That's how pro.
3: Oh, okay, so you're not even this is not even a holidays thing. you no. So are you saying we can wear you can wear ugly sweaters all year
2: around? Absolutely. again, and I've said okay. it on many okay. episodes, if you're okay. confident in your choice and you feel good, then that's all it that matters. But I, I love a, like a wild print on anything. You know, I, I love an all over print vintage tee. so like it's kind of like the Christmas warmer version of that in my opinion.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I can definitely see the ugly sweater in, in, in as part of your uh, repertoire. <laughs> um it's it's right up your alley. I like like a measurement. I think it fits your personal style, like it fits your personality. Um and it's super cool. But then you know, this is a this is this is one of my favorites if you're talking about like Christmas themed shoes.
2: Yeah, like do you the, the tough thing is, would you ever rock any of these outside of Christmas? I know about the swedge, but what about these shoes?
3: Yeah, see Man, but that's—I th- think that's like a huge conundrum because, like, a lot of these sneakers are very, a lot of these sneakers and like just general shoes are very coveted. So, like, it seems like a waste to only save it for Christmas, though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, like having a once-a-year mm-hmm. shoe seems like seems like a privilege. I, I feel like these dunks can be can be pulled off even in in, in the summer and in the fall as well. Yep. So, so, I'm voting. I'm voting for all year round.
2: I'm voting. Round. Yep, exactly. And then I also like with uh lamello ball in his new line which i think is getting a lot of traction too like they came out with this rick and morty um colorway last season and i was like you guys aren't slick that's a christmas colorway that's a reason to do it like if anyone knows who the what those are like the Lamelo ball ones and they're one one sneaker is is green and the other is red and i'm like and they call them i think yeah the rick and mortys i'm like no those are clearly christmas colorway <laughs> sneakers so um I, I see i see brands out there trying to you know disguise with the name but those are you know those are those are christmas sneakers in my opinion
3: yeah that's like that's like a best of both worlds move you know like like yeah. it's a collab plus you know if people want to see it as a as a christmas sneaker as well What what else what else do you have on this list cj
2: I got the KD7 Eggnogs, I think, um, and Nike just announced that they're re-releasing the KD3 All-Stars, which are all red, but they're not Christmas, but um, I think the the KD line is going to have this crazy resurgence in retros, like, I think the KD sneakers were slept on, they were kind of, like, considered a budget signature line to start with, and now KD has you know, risen, um, in that whole time, risen to one of the top, I would say three players in the league. And so we're, it's almost like, again, kids are getting put on to like, they're seeing all the sneakers out there that are big right now. And they don't want to have the same sneakers, everybody else. And so now everyone is hopping on eBay and depop and Poshmark and all these, not to give away all of our spots, but they're starting to dig for KDs, old KDs. And I'm starting to notice because the prices are a little bit higher than I remember. Um, but this shoe that I've been uh that I I've been having my eye on, the KD seven eggnogs were classic. Again, red and white, but they're called the eggnogs, and that white is kind of an off-white, like a cream colorway that I think is like it very much is a is a um you know homage to eggnog. Are, are you a fan of these? Are you a fan of actual eggnog? Yo, I
3: love eggnog, and I'm a huge fan of these <laughs> of of these KD seven eggnogs here. And I think it's really interesting you talk about the resurgence uh, of the KD line because uh, I feel like, like around 2016 when, you know, LeBron was, you know, at the height of his powers and he was back in Cleveland again and they won mm-hmm. a championship, people started talking about the Zoom generations and started talking about his older sneakers and like, you know, the St. Vincent, St. Mary colorways were starting to come back and then people were getting really hyped for that. What do you think, like, what do you think, how do you think that works in terms of just the cycles? Because like, you know katie's still one of the best players in the game but like he's at the back half of his career now is it one of those things where when a player gets to a certain point in his career he's got enough you know signature sneakers in his line that people start to get nostalgic and look back like how do you think these cycles work
2: yeah i guess that it, it's a bit of yeah you, you notice you're like oh man we're at the 15s like let's take a look back and what what's good and then and of course, there's the players in the leagues who rock the old stuff on court that kind of just like, you know, it takes one BR kicks or complex to post like, oh, John Morant wore the KD4s, you know, and then everyone's searching for those and get a little bit of hype. And so, yeah, I think it's a combination of things and a little bit of it is just like a fatigue of the sneaker market, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like. A shoe gets hyped, everyone goes out and tries to get it, everybody pretty much gets it. Um, and then they all look around like, oh, we're all wearing the same thing. And then, you know, people want to start, you know, zagging and grabbing some other stuff. So I think um, yeah, it's like when a when a signature again, how rare it is to reach 15. Like the fun of it is like going back and like one trying to nab some of those old ones, but then also when retros come out you're like, oh, I don't want to miss my chances of like, you know, we talk about on this show a lot too of like when we w- we were kids, we couldn't afford everything, right? And now we've grown up and we're like, we're going to grab those silly sneakers that we'd only wear four or five times, right? So like, I think that too, like the people when the KD3s came out, like we're kids and now 12 years later, they have a little bit of money and they can go out and get them. So I think it's a combination of all those things and it's what kind of like keeps, you know, um, the, the signature sneaker, market like exciting
3: yeah and it's you know like that part of it really does fascinate me because like i'm even looking at more recent players with their signature shoes like the pgs right mm-hmm. um or even Giannis like those are still lines that are continuing and like i find myself even looking back at like the Giannis like you know the ones and the twos and stuff yeah. and, and i feel like people are starting to bring those back out and then at the same time you have people bringing back t-max shoes right and, yeah. and gilbert arenas that we've talked about so and you know no, spoiler like this is why the sneaker economy is never going to end because <laughs> you've got the new sneakers cycling through but i think there's just like there's just such nostalgia there's yeah. such nostalgia and like being able to give sneakers like a second life yeah. and that's that's the part. you know before we take the break like are, are there any other shoes on this christmas themed list that, that you want to shout out
2: yeah I, I guess the it, this has also been on, uh, on my my dream list to to own is the kobe7 um Christmas uh colorway and again like we talked about the ones that are red and green these were if you look at them you don't think christmas they were purple and yellow and cheetah print um they're going for astronomical prices I definitely if anyone sees a good price i've even considered buying them extremely used um mm. and and just like really just cleaning them up but mm. I really want to get a pair of those um, someday. What about you? Any other any any other shoes that we've missed?
3: Yeah, the other off-court one I wanted to shout out was just like the the candy cane SB Dunks. Oh um, yeah. So this has got the this has got the red and white uh, lining with with the, with the with the white swoosh, and then it's got the a little bit of green too. Um, and I don't know, man. That's you know I, I like when these sneakers and the designs just you know just basically just go all in just go all in on the christmas design and yeah. you know you know this is a separate topic but you know everybody's wearing pair pair of dunks these days and you know it's it's, it's you know i feel like i feel like every time i go out i see five pairs of those panda dunks <laughs> um but like I, I think these are the type of dunks like from a particular era that that, that re- still really hit for me
2: yeah, those are a lot of fun. I uh, those in particular probably can only rock around Christmas, but um if I see those for a reasonable price, I, w- I will for sure try to grab those. <laughs>
3: but but th- this is what CJ says about every sneaker we talk about. <laughs> but if I find so don't, them for don't take as yeah yeah, don't don't don't, don't take his, uh, don't take his word for it when when he picks certain sneakers cuz you know CJ loves them all, but but so do I, man. No, I honestly think you know for, for anyone that you know is listening to this like just do a bit do a bit of research do a bit of diving in online mm-hmm. like about christmas like theme sneakers there's a lot out there and that's super cool but let's take this break when we come back let's go through some other assorted christmas topics like favorite christmas day jerseys and i want to hear about your favorite christmas day game as well so we'll talk about that when
0: we come back
1: For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co/pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com/promos.
2: All right, back and running the break, talking Christmas. Okay, one of my favorite traditions, Alex, were Christmas jerseys. So, what I I will say up top here is, Nike, if you're listening, I know you're a sponsor of the league. This isn't any criticism. I mean this in a positive way. Please, 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 bring back Christmas jerseys. We love it. Bring them back. I I don't... That's more money in your pockets, Uh, and and it gets fans excited, And, and so... Christmas jerseys. I wanted to talk to you, Alex, about some of your favorite ones uh, over the past years, and also too, give us your opinion on what you think of Christmas jerseys.
3: Yeah, I, I actually love Christmas jerseys in general. I think mm-hmm. the NBA should just lean in all the way about every all the promotion around the Christmas Day slate, right? Yes, like you mentioned, there's so many people watching, and you know, from from just a fundamental kind of like consumer merchandise standpoint, like you think about the 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 drawing power of these and my favorite i know we've had a lot of different iterations you know the sleeve jerseys i felt like were always very controversial especially when lebron started ripping them um and cutting them (laughs) up like during his finals uh finals run and we've had jerseys first name jerseys in 2014 is 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 what they did uh where they had the number up top in the back and then the first names um under that my favorite has to be in 2015-16 when Uh, they just gave the teams the festive font jerseys and and people I think will know what I'm talking about for me those were just really clean interpretations of of each team and that cursive font was just perfect it's like such a classic look to me and it feels like a jersey that could have existed in the 70s or, or 80s you know We love, listen, I think me and you, we love our loud jerseys as much as anyone else, right? Like we talk about our 90s jerseys with Tom O'Grady and stuff, but sometimes there's also value in just the simplicity. And I thought the festive font jerseys were executed perfectly.
2: Yeah, it was such a no-brainer. And again, the the Tom O'Grady episode, I specifically asked him, I'm like, what would you do if you were tasked with bringing back Christmas jerseys? And I think this was, you know, as a close... He he had said, like, think about Christmas. Think about all the designs we see in everyday Christmas decorations and all that. And so the festive jerseys in 15 and 16 were exactly that with, like, the script. And, uh, you know, there's other Christmas things that can be done. Like like we said earlier in episode episode, like ugly Christmas sweaters. Imagine if every team playing on Christmas Day had uniforms that looked like ugly Christmas sweaters. That would be, like... It would be such a conversation starter. Yeah, or even
3: or yeah, or even that like sorry to cut you off CJ, but no, like even like e- even like if, if it was a warm-up.
2: Yes. Right? Like pre-game yes. warm-up,
3: like a pre-game warm-up ugly sweater if you want, if if they don't want to go kind of all the way, right? Like yeah. like in terms of like the jersey, that would be great too cuz I feel like they have so many different ways to kind of work that in. And the other thing too, I think when you talk about the festive font jerseys like <sighs> they could execute that for all 30 teams. Like not even just the teams that are playing on Christmas. Like, sure. You know, you know, maybe they could have the other teams that aren't on the Christmas day slate wear them like during, you know, throughout December Mm -hmm. or something like that. Cause to me, that's like, to me, it's like, you know, when you think of like, you know, the Miami vice, uh, you know, city edition jerseys were such a hit, right? Like, like to me, the script font jerseys are such a great concept that I would want it executed across every team.
2: Yeah. What about, okay, here's an idea. Now we're just pitching ideas, but...
3: Yeah, this is is is... actually the whole show every week.
2: (laughs) What if it is just everyone's regular jersey, but all of the text is wrapped in Christmas lights? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just as simple No, that's
3: not... Yeah, yeah. Or, like... We could do whatever colors. Obviously, we talked about sneakers like, you know, the the vault or the green and the red, you know, clearly those are the Christmas colors. Like, what if we had like a red, green kind of alternate for every single team, like executed at a level that's like, you know, same themes across just like the scripted fonts, right? Because the first thing when I saw those scripted font jerseys, I was like, man, I want to see what it would look like for like a Toronto Raptors one. Like, yeah. I can just picture that right now in my head, right? With the Toronto scripted, maybe it's in red, and then we got we go with the Raptors purple. Like, I just feel like there's so many ways for them to, to capitalize on this.
2: One more silly idea, and I'm, I'm right there with you. One more silly idea is what if they had, like, furry white socks? Like, everything could be normal, <laughs> but then they all had, like, kind of how, like, stockings and, like, have that, like, that white, like, tr- furry trim. That would be yeah. even something as as silly as that would be fun.
3: No, I I'm totally with you. I think I think there's just a way to lean in more, right? Like like to just lean in more in into the Christmas spirit of it. And I, and I honestly think like I don't know, like you know, there's obviously a few choices to pick from when it comes to Christmas day themed jerseys, but to me like the the festive font, you know, the scripted font, like that's to me, there's no there, there's no like close second to that.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about and, and not not forget to mention this is the not only the games but even the promos and hype for the games. There's this commercial that I, I see people keep bringing back up, and it's one of my favorite commercials. And it was ESPN's Jingle Hoops. Now, oh the NBA yes, made this commercial um, to get everyone excited for the Christmas Christmas games, and it's called Jingle Hoops. You know what goes down in this?
3: Yes, yes. This is the one where the guys take the shots, right? And and yes. and come up with a is it like a Christmas Carol and something like that. Like they use the shots to create the song, right? Yeah,
2: they create. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna hit. Pl- I'm gonna. I just need to see what players are in this uh, if I can remember. Sorry, this might mess up the audio. A little. Okay, here we go. So. In this commercial, there's five hoops lined up, and there's even the making of this on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. But it's five hoops lined up, and you got Derek Rose, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, James Harden, and Steve Nash in a Lakers uniform, which is still really jarring <laughs> to me to see. But they all there's like bells uh, and ornaments on the on the nets, and they shoot to make the song "Jingle Bells," and it's yes, like the most right. brilliant, so thing iconic scene.
0: Tune it up, Katie. That sounds good right there. Don't mess this up. It's Let's go. Dunk it. Hey!
3: Ads, jerseys, like all the stuff that I think we love around the game. You know, we, we can just push all that stuff on Turbo. You know, if we push all that stuff on Turbo for Christmas, I I think it would be awesome. Um, You know, lastly, before we wrap up, too, I know we talk, we know we try to talk about off the court, but I got to ask you, you know, you being a Lakers fan and the Lakers being on Christmas all the time. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a Lakers game, but but what what if you had to pick a favorite Christmas game, like what's like one memory that comes to mind for you? Honestly, it <laughs> is
2: a Lakers game, but I was rooting for the Bulls and this Ooh. exposes me as I don't I'm I guess I'm a front runner, but like um the Lakers playing Bulls 2011, it's D Rose's game winner. Um mm-hmm. and and I think just like I was so into that D Rose Bulls team. Um, And I remember I was dating a girl at the time, and I was trying to get her into basketball, and this was one of the first games I told her to watch. And the fact that it was Kobe and D. Rose, and then D. Rose hits that sort of, like, um, jump hook uh, to win it. I think they win by one. The Bulls with a chance to win here on Christmas Day. Rose left, throws in the lane, throws, good! Derrick Rose and the Bulls
4: come back to take a one-point lead!
2: I was like this is this is a Christmas game, you know what I mean? Uh and d- too the Bulls Bo- the Bulls we, we talk about the Knicks and the Lakers, the Bulls too seeing them on Christmas Day. Um even though I don't yeah, I don't think they're playing this year, but like that used to be kind of a, the NBA on NBC era when you saw watching the Bulls on Christmas Day felt like a true like a real Christmas to me. So that one was uh one of my favorite games. What about you?
3: Yeah, you know the first one I think of, you know, this is pretty recent too, like 2010 when, you know, LeBron and the Heat played Kobe and the Lakers. And, you mm-hmm. know, people will know, you know, this is when LeBron had made his move yeah. from, from Cleveland with his decision and went to Miami. And, you know, this, I think, says a lot about just the marquee of the Christmas Day games, right? Like, you want the most hype matchup. And the most hype matchup was the Lakers coming off, you know, their their two championships. And, and you know, now Miami's formed this super team. And, you know, the game, I actually think, you know, I know know Miami ended up winning in a blowout, but it was just the spectacle of it, right? Like the spectacle... Of, of the heatles and, you know, the spectacle of, of, of the Lakers. So those are the games that you honestly move your, you, you know, your Christmas day schedule around to make sure like that's appointment viewing, man. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as compare like Christmas day to say like the super bowl. Cause I know everybody gathers for that, but mm-hmm. in a way it feels a little bit like that to me because like you, you do look at the Christmas day schedule and, and you pick the games out of that five game slate that like truly matter.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's the, the league itself, it it schedules some of the biggest, most rival, most hype matchups for that day. So in a way it's like in the finals shakes out, you know, play teams have to go to the playoffs and, you know, stuff happens in the playoffs, but it's like, they give us some matchups that they know the fans are going to get hyped about. And so uh, one other one I wanted to mention was that 2016 Cavs warriors um, matchup. And so this is, Post the the Cavs, you know, coming back from 3-1 against the Warriors and then the classic Draymond calling KD in the parking lot, recruiting KD over the Warriors, which everyone's like, what? That's unfair. And then you're going into, you know, Cavs Warriors at Christmas. And I, you know, as a Cavs and LeBron fan at the time, the sentiment was like, this is a wash. And it was like uh, to date, it's one of the most like back and forth games. And shout out to uh, a dude who we're gonna get on the show, Richard Jefferson, has this crazy poster over Clay Thompson. Oh, yes, that is right. Finds Jefferson inside.
4: He's out! He throws it down again. Talk
2: to everybody,
4: Richard. You're 36.
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: I remember being, and this might be a little too personal, but I remember watching this, um, and everyone has different Christmases, but I was at my mom's house, and she started dating this dude. Uh, so, like, my mom's boyfriend in my late 20s, this is how weird it is, but her her uh, boyfriend loved the Warriors, and his daughter was there, also loves the Warriors, are from the Bay, and me and my brother and mom love the Cavs, and so it was like we were watching this game. The the house is literally split in two with fandom, and it was just the most exciting game back and forth. Um, so I wanted to shout out that game. No Casual. I love
3: that you no, I love that you called that one out and you know that was a very back and forth game. and that was when the, I think aesthetically too, you know, we talk about these two teams and the rivalry that was growing but like also this the 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 festive font jerseys too right like i think uh, it was just very aesthetically pleasing you know if there's one takeaway from this episode it is please let's let's bring those festive fonts back all right welcome back to running the break we just wrapped up our christmas episode and cj just have a little news for our, our listeners. You know, this is our, our final episode for now, and and you yeah. know, for for people that are checking out, running the break, and have been listening. If you're wondering why there won't be any new episodes in in the new year, you know, the show is just taking a pause, taking a break. We might come back down the line, but but for now, I think. I mean, CJ, I was thinking. I don't know, like how many months have we been doing this? I think it's been more than half a like year. Seven right?
2: months. Yeah, I, it is. It is as old as my, my son. You know, I think we were starting it right as my son was born born. I was like, all right, we're, we're gonna, you know, I'm going to do a po- I'm going to start a new podcast while also take caring, uh, taking care of a human for the first time. But um, yeah, we're taking a pod. I mean, you know what, that, that doesn't mean NBA players stop showing up in fits stop, you know, uh, all the people collecting vintage out there who maybe have gotten their start from this show. Like, this is a time for us to go and, and just get out there and, 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 uh you know, do the things that we talk about how much we love on this show.
3: Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, go buy your Jordan 1s, uh, Jordan 2s, <laughs> Jordan 3s, Jordan 4s. No, I, yeah, think, yeah. I think it's been super cool, like just thinking about... All the fun guests that 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 we've had on on the show, you know, you had a chance to talk to Robert Ori. You know, I think we had a couple of, of vintage dealers um, here. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh and Gavin from Toronto. That that were really interesting conversations. I think Tom O'Grady, you know, the the former NBA creative director, was one that we really yeah. geeked out over. And even just you know coming on and chatting with you every week, getting an update. Uh, on kind of things that you were up to and you know things that you know i was up to here you know in toronto like you know we had a lot of fun on the show man i think it was super cool and and, and just want to say thanks to 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 everyone that that helped us behind the scenes you know from pete grace kurt and even sean and the, and the entire iheart team like like this was super fun to do man
2: yeah and dude i mean most importantly and that's what me and you for for years have been trying to figure out what project to work on and i think this was the perfect first project and uh, i'll reiterate what you said we have a bunch of other basketball and nba stuff like uh projects if you just follow us on social you'll you'll be able to see you'll be occupied by alex and cj content not just through this pod by but by you know our constant tweeting about basketball musings and all that so we're not going anywhere. Follow us, sup- keep supporting us, and, and we thank you for, you know, messing with our opinions and our takes and and, and our news droppings of, you know, all the fun stuff that's happening in the, in the NBA. We're not going to stop doing that.
3: Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, I think to, to just wrap up, like, CJ, man, I appreciate you, and, and I'm sure we're going to get a chance to, to to work together again and just want to wish uh, you and your family happy holidays, man.
2: Likewise to you guys up in the North. Stay, stay warm, man. Come back. <laughs> come down to L.A.
3: Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying, man. I really, I really don't like the winters here. But otherwise, you know, I'm a big promoter of Toronto, I believe. Um, Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, But yeah, no, no, we're signing off for now. You know, as always, you know, this is Alex Wong with CJ Toledano. Thank you, everybody, for for listening to, to Running the Break. And hopefully we'll talk to you soon.
2: Peace.
4: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes.